um, the app itself probably costs just under 30,000. But when you see people driving a nice car, don't let that be your motivator. It's, there's nothing wrong in my eyes with being motivated by money. When I say I want to be a millionaire and people say that's shallow, I'm like, it's not shallow because I do want to be a millionaire, but that's not the reason why I'm aiming to do what I want to do. Money comes as a side effect of success. You're listening to Hustlers, the podcast aiming to inspire and educate young people about business and entrepreneurship. My name is Chatting and I'm a young business enthusiast. I'll be sitting down with young entrepreneurs to talk about their journey, the lessons they have learned and how they got started. What's up people, this is Chatting and welcome back to another episode of The Hustlers. Literally, I took a break after 10 weeks uh, after having amazing, 10 amazing entrepreneurs on my podcast and um, now I'm on the 12th week and I've started with a banger. I've got a person who is literally... I, I, I found him through Instagram, but he, his mind and the way he's starting his journey right now, it just looks so, so good and just really interesting. And the hustles he's doing are literally out of the world. Like, I'll, you know why I'm saying this once we start talking. So, guys, please help me welcome Connor. Connor, thank you so much for joining. And, uh, yeah, just thank you. Morning. How are we? What a wonderful person to have uh, on the podcast over such a long time off. <laughs> Definitely. Yep. So, Connor, um, I just want to know your story because people, if you are listening right now, like Connor and me, this is the first time we're speaking. And I think because Connor has done interviews <clears throat> at the BBC and he's spoken to many people, he already is used to speaking. So, we can literally start talking to each other with, as if we have met so many times. So it's really easier for us to speak. But I just want to know your story and like, just tell, tell, tell the people listening right now, like your story. Just speak, fire away. So uh, yeah, you are correct. I mean, we probably found each other at the same kind of time. I, if you follow me on, on TikTok or you happen to watch a couple of my videos, you will know that I'm a big, big believer in networking and... I've actually met up with Jack Dodds, who's also kind of uh, renownedish on TikTok. And I found you through him. So where am I at? Uh, extremely busy at the moment, to be quite honest with you. Um, in terms of my story, I think I've always wanted to do what I wanted to do. I remember sitting there at the back of the classroom in school thinking, I don't want to do anything of what you're telling me to do. University, nine to five, the standard way of living was never what I wanted to do. Always wanted to do my own thing, but I think I was affected by a, a large amount of naivety. There, there's a world of resources out there. YouTube, I mean, Facebook, Instagram content is, is where it's at in the past 10 years. All these socials, Snapchat, TikTok, it's so easy for everyone to do it. Like, you get yourself, do you mean a phone, a camera, a mic? And you're good to go. You just start speaking about something you're passionate about. But the problem was, is I think when I started, was kind of worse than I originally thought. And that business is probably one of the hardest things you'll actually ever go into. You get kicked in the face yep. on a regular occurrence. And I mean, I'm talking several times a week. And if you can't build a thick skin, you've got no chance. So... <clears throat> I was a manager at Tesco's from the age of 18 till 20. I joined a fast track management scheme, never went to university. I suppose enjoyed the experience that I got. Didn't actually enjoy the job 
there were still people above me who didn't enjoy being told what to do. And I've always found that I have a, a fairly good work ethic. And I suppose the issue was, is that I, I was working 12, 14 hour days sometimes, especially in retail, you kind of find yourself working Christmas, getting absolutely no time to yourself. And I take myself to manager at the end of the day. And rather than being like, thank you so much for your time and working an extra eight hours or an extra six hours or however long it was, it was very much, is your department in the right place? And I kind of thought, do you mean I'm doing all of this work and all this effort and all it's benefiting is the overall company, I suppose, to the people at the top. So I thought, well, if I want to put my own hard work into something, then I've just got to do my thing. Didn't feel quite ready for it, quite mature enough. I was still 20 Everyone has their own journey. So I decided to sack it all off. And I went abroad for a couple of years. So as you mentioned, I do love a bit of traveling me. Um, I think people joke about it all the time, particularly in the UK. You go away and you find yourself. Sounds super cheesy and super cringe, but it's kind of true, to be honest. I mean, you don't just go away and have, sorry, I'm going to get notifications flying in all over the place. Yeah, that's fine. You have a lot of fun, but you actually learn a lot about yourself. Um, I suppose what you want in life and just in life in general as well. So I remember sitting there on the sofa in New Zealand in the second year, I was 22 years old, I was working in a bar and I really enjoyed everyone that I was working with and who I was living with, but I just kind of found myself distancing in terms of mindset to the rest of them. Just kind of talk about what you want to do for life. And none of them really even know what they wanted to do career-wise like what even whether they wanted to go into design whether they wanted to go into video production digital creation like they had no idea what they wanted to do and they hadn't even started thinking about it they were very chilled about it you I mean i was speaking to 29 year olds 30 year olds and like yeah man just just enjoying my life you know just seeing the world and just seeing where i end up you know man i'm like i mean i do love traveling it just wasn't me and i just thought you know i'm wasting my time so i got back and then things just started to fall into place. I, um, I, my dad has his own company, has done for the past 18 years, which is maybe where half of the, I suppose, your entrepreneurial spirit comes from. I've seen the freedom that my dad lives. He, he does work really hard and has worked, do you mean, super hard for the first six, seven, eight years of the company. He wasn't able to go on holiday and all those, I suppose, luxuries that people like to enjoy. Throughout the year, he was limited to. <clears throat> My mum my mom hasn't worked for kind of 13 years now. Family's in a very fortunate position. We don't need to worry about this kind of stuff. And I suppose I wanted that freedom to have. I wanted to put those 14-hour days in. I wanted to know that I was going to be the one benefiting out of it and not the one, I suppose, at the back of the, back of the food chain here. Right. So at the same time, I kind of like I said, I didn't really know what I was doing, what even area to go and set into business to do. And this is one of the biggest issues that people do make is that I think they get sidetracked with the dream rather than, I suppose, the actual backbone of it. Entrepreneurship has come as a bit of a fad, as a sideline of technology and social media platforms because people just think it's easy these days. I mean, we all watch videos about Amazon FBA and digital and you watch these kind of 30-second videos of people making it seem like the easiest thing in the world. And it's not that way. I mean, I watched a video two days ago of someone um, earning an extra 400 pounds a month and it was to do with Facebook ads. And they, they kind of linked this website where you can go in and, and do some freelance work for companies, which is absolutely amazing. But if you've done Facebook ads yourself, you know, they're not easy to do. Yeah, um, 
to get your cost per acquisition up and this kind of other stuff, it's, it's a world of pain. So I was doing some freelance work with a gentleman called Leo through my father's website, needed a bit of a remast. I come in with a fresh set of eyes and ended up meeting this gentleman called Josh through Leo, um, who was doing some design work and he's now a business partner a year and two months later with two peas in a pod our skill sets go in harmony and i suppose we couldn't be in a better position right now with where we're at i'm very much business networking operations strategy kind of front and josh is very much design creative so if you've seen our apps I've seen they look the design looks very fantastic. smart thank you um, and we haven't heard anything different, to be honest. I mean, we're currently rated five star on the app store. We've got 36 reviews, I think, at the moment. One four star, 35, five star. Doing pretty well. Um, and yeah, we've just got a bunch of cool stuff planned. And I just, I suppose, looking back in the past two, three years, it's been real tough. Um, more of a personal journey. Because I think also one of the hardest parts about business, especially doing it on your own, is the tough days. It's really nice to have a business partner and a co-founder kind of call when you get kicked um, and that's the most refreshing part about our relationship I mean by just listening to this short introduction I would say it just shows like your journey has been so amazing in terms of how much you've learned and in a way it's where you spoke about how when you go traveling you kind of find yourself it's been similar to me as well like when I flew Budapest this year uh, in February and when I came back I realized like this yes I want to travel but I want to have something I'm chasing towards like I just don't want to have just sit here and be like okay yeah I want to do that I want to do that I just want to have a set goals and set mindset towards something and guys if you don't know uh, what Hustle's Corner's uh, doing right now basically he's got two One's the app, and I think one's a website. I'm assuming. I'm. I'm. I'm sure it's, it's a website. Does it have an app as well? Uh, both are apps, actually. Both are apps. One's okay, Apple so only. One that's is my Apple mistake. And Play. So one is called Kika, and one is Yoke. The one he's just wearing. But both names are <laughs> amazing. They sound good. If you want to check the apps out, check it out. He will tell you what the apps are basically about. Even though I, I know, but I would let the main man, the co-founder of those apps, uh, let you explain and also explain you. What's the reason behind the names? Because it's really interesting because I've never heard the name. So just tell, tell, tell me more about the name. Of course. So the two ideas, like you said, Kika and Yoke. Kika is managing overcrowding. I will expand in a little bit, but Kika is essentially overcrowding management on the Tube network at the moment. We eventually plan on, on growing that to everywhere with crowds, I mean, music festivals, football stadiums, anywhere with people, you name it. And Yoke is a platform that allows or matches students with localized offers on okay. food and drink. So restaurants and bars, two for one cocktails, happy hours, and all this kind of stuff. Even if you are living in an area and you have done for your whole year, uh, whole life, the chances of you knowing everywhere that's offering what, at what times during the day is extremely unlikely, particularly if you live in a city and even more so if you're a student, because you're most probably living in a place or a city that you've never lived in before. So because of what they do, I think more so yoke, there is a lot of negative attachment to saving money, incentivizing, 
and there's there are some apps out there called hot uk deals uh with a z and i just think anything branded with a name uh, sorry like with a z in it or with a number just makes it look really really cheap brand wise so what we wanted to aim for is more of the the cream of the crop we wanted to go for more of the premium sides with our like I said, with our designs and our name rather than kind of just saying hey come to us and save loads of money so yoke the definition of actually is a wooden cross piece that connects an animal to a plow. So it's, it's the manual piece that obviously the, the is attached to the animals to kind of, yeah, pull around the field so they can turn them over to, so they can lay crops, et cetera, et cetera. But the idea for us is that we're connecting a, a person to a deal rather yeah. than a, an animal to a plow. Oh, exactly. So if people ask, there's, there's reasoning behind it. It's not, we kind of just plucked it from, from thin air, but if people ask people, are like, oh, okay, that's really smart. I really like that. Uh, and then Kika. So my business partner is half Dutch and there are two words, which I'm going to read off the screen now because I'm even baffled by it still sometimes. So you've got Keek, which is K E uh, sorry, K I E K. Um, and that basically means snapshot. And then there's another word called Kasia which means together. So kind of essentially what we're saying is together people, we're smarter. So our tagline for that is actually um, together we travel smarter. So you, it kind of all starts to snowball into our ethos and our vision, um, which is extremely important for business to have the same objectives and momentum going through every single cog or angle of your business. Um, so it kind of runs through clean and that's what we're going for. Okay. And uh, for Kika especially, because that's the one which I personally find that it's one of those, like one of those most unique ideas which you have come up with. Obviously, there are a few apps there, which is obviously competition for you, but I know definitely with the designs and the way the app looks, it, as I said, it looks great. The designing part is of the world. I, I, I'm personally, I kind of OCD. Like when I look at designs, I want everything <laughs> to match. I want yeah. the ones to be good. And when I looked at it, I was like, yo, how is this app still not like well known? Because the idea behind the app has been incredible. So well done to you both. And what Thank I want to know is, because obviously for app development, is you or your co-founder, like, do you guys code the app yourself or you guys outsource it? Or what do you, how did you guys do it? Yeah, so it's a good question. We we did outsource it. We've been fairly lucky, but I think from a front point of view, people, I suppose, have not really understood the true journey that we've been through with the development side. Long story short, developers are an absolute bull lake. The biggest nightmare of people you'll ever come across because they're in such high demands. And I suppose there's such a blurred line between technical and non-technical knowledge. So for me personally, I'm non-technical. It might sound that I do know what I'm talking about when I mean speak about artificial intelligence and different scripts or languages you can write apps in. So for example, Androids and iOS are supposed to be built in different languages. You've got UI Swift for iOS, and then you've got something called Kotlin or Java for Androids. And essentially what that enables you to do is build something more custom. So you can build like a cross-decked okay. language that you, you can build one interface across both apps. Okay. But you're more likely to experience issues with bugs, breaks. When apps crash, that's what happens. It's nothing to do with your internet. It's to do with the, the build quality of the app. And it's a big issue. 
and even the best developers encounter it. But UI Swift and Kotlin, building them in their native languages actually help with creating all of those custom features and making an app that's slick and smooth. So we actually used different developers for Yoke and Kika, and we had very, very different experiences. So Yoke, we had a bit of an overall nightmare, to be honest with you. Um, the developer is not the worst developer in the world. He's not the best developer in the world. But in terms of communication or levels, it's been a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. We're still sitting five months overdue. Um, the app is still not launched, whereas Kika has been launched for seven weeks now. We beta tested it. We launched it. And we've had a very successful seven weeks when Yoke's not even started. So <clears throat> Yoke uh, and Kika took a very different uh, funding strategy. Apps are very expensive. Reduce if people don't know, I'm about to be extremely transparent with you because I feel like it's important for people to know. I think people hide stuff too much. Yeah. When you try and help out the young entrepreneurs, it's important to give them the true picture of how much this stuff kind of costs and I suppose the risk that comes attached to it because there's no guarantee that any of this is going to work. So Yoke's actually been funded by my father to cue all the people being like, oh yeah, he's one of those. I mean, he's, it's not the case at all. My, my, my father, like many people, he wants to support me for what I'm doing. Um, the app itself probably costs just under 30,000 pounds. So it's kind of money I don't have. Um, and I mean, rather than going out and getting pissed all the time, all this kind of stuff, which is great fun, but my dad obviously sees my drive, my ambition, my passion with this. Um, and he's in a, in a position, fortunate enough, where he's able to do that. If, you, if you're not, then there are other options, such as bank loans, um, or if you're good enough at talking, like I am. Yeah. Uh, we did actually get investment for Kika early on. So we got a 20,000 investment. And um, we, that costs around the same amount of money. Oh, wow. So apps are very expensive. And that is, so for Kika, that was just for iOS. So when it comes to yeah, Android and all of the other stuff, I mean, the, the gamifying aspects of the app and the fact that we're going to add all these other wonderful features, that costs more money. Definitely. So when it comes to development, my strongest recommendation would be to outsource it. Yeah. Developers specialize in different areas. You've got people who specialize in backend, frontend, UI, which is user interface. You've got UX, which is user experience. So how you enjoy the app yourself, what you're talking about, the fact that it's so user-friendly and it's, it's slick going from screen to screen, that's how you enjoy the experience, and that is UX. User interface is the way that it visually looks. And in my personal opinion, and the people that I know that have their own apps as well, you're better off just freelancing it. But it's really, really, really hard to find a good freelancer. So we, <laughs> we boast about this all the time because it's extremely rare. So Kika is obviously a very good idea. Um, and we've most probably got one of the best developers in the country. He, his name is Mark Wilcox. Okay. He's done work for Channel 4, BBC, BMW, Audi, Domino's. Um, he was offered to be the fifth uh, engineer or architect for WhatsApp. Oh, wow. He is unbelievable what he does. He helped bring 4G to the UK. So he was a software architect at Nokia before the iPhone existed. Yeah. He's been coding websites since he was eight years old. He's in his 40s now. This guy is an absolute wizard. And like I said to you at the beginning, I suppose with this little ramble, is that the developer makes massive, massive difference. Definitely. In the smoothness of how your operation gets carried out. So 
Kika is looking to go very much deep tech. So we're looking to go into artificial intelligence. We're looking to go into deep learning to use the data that we acquire through the users to start predicting and, and I suppose projecting accurate real-time journey and route planning, which is where our massive USP is. Essentially, if any of you know of Waze, but we are the Waze, but for public transport. I use Waze and being a computer scientist, or not computer scientist, but studying computer science, just hearing about like Kika especially, it, that's the app which just has got in my head since the first time I've seen it. <laughs> and it's just been an amazing app. I, I can't say it, I can't speak enough of how great it is. And as you said, like your USP, your vision for the app, your mindset towards like the apps, like you're passionate about it. And the most important thing, which um, the factor is your passion. When you're passionate about something, no matter how long you're going to work for the app, even if you don't make money at the start, your energy for that app does not fade away because most likely some people start like let's say they build an app and as you said apps are very very like expensive to build because uh, yeah. some people think oh you can go on fiverr or you can go on google and you can literally just make your app quickly and just you you might be able to do that but to get the complexity of what you're talking about is definitely understandable and uh, like the best thing you have done is outsourcing because as you said to build an app, there are certain things you need to look into, like UX, UI, the back and front end. And um, yeah, but at the same time, because of your vision, that app is being built in a certain way. So it's just, it's just great. And I'm just thinking, like, why didn't you choose to go university? Because like, I know you said university is not the way, but like, I, I regret going university as well. But like I had to go because of certain things, but what's your opinion on universities? I just don't believe in education to be completely honest with you. And I know that sounds really bad. I think it's important to learn. So just to distinguish the difference between what I mean by education is learning is the fruit of life. Do you mean YouTube? We learn every single day, something new, at least once. And it's extremely important to business to be a sponge. You need to be open ears to absolutely everyone being stubborn or arrogant is probably the one of the worst traits you could possibly have because you need to be willing to be wrong all the time and open to learn from absolutely anyone on every angle podcasts youtubes blogs newspaper articles the lot but i just think that education in terms of kind of even further education i even wish i didn't do my a levels to be completely honest with you because i was the kind of person who sat there in my business a level class which i got an i got a high level a in and looking back on stuff now the stuff that was relevant in my course that i have actually used probably less than five percent you mean you learn about mergers and acquisitions and net profit it's but it's all very top line very basic And the problem is, is that if you do get to the level of something like an acquisition, the chances are you're going to have loads of money, loads of lawyers who are going to specialize in it and do it all for you. Reading what an acquisition is in terms of definition doesn't help you in the slightest when it comes to you actually being acquired by a large firm like Google or Facebook. There is pages. And when I talk pages, I mean, I'm talking hundreds of pages of legal documentation with every single nook and cranny that you could possibly think of. So 
So you sitting there at the back of your business A-level class, listening to a person who's never set up a business before, talk about business, kind of just didn't really make sense to me. And then when I spoke to people about university, I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like, that's amazing. You're going to university. They're like, yeah, I'm going to Chester. I'm like, okay, what are you doing at Chester? They're like, business management. <laughs> and obviously I've done management and I think everyone's journey is different, but just on my basis of my opinion, doing management, you cannot learn what I learned through management through a textbook. The stuff I heard as an 18 year old, the things I had to deal with, you just wouldn't get taught in university. I mean, I had women come to me of three times my age crying in a room saying that they had had some horrific experiences when them when they're younger. And I mean, the person who committed those offenses that had to go to court and they had to go and basically um, retestify. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're probably not going to put that in, but it helps you understand the context But basically stuff that I heard as an 18 year old, extremely damaging emotional stuff that happens throughout people's lives. You and I, I was hearing as an 18 year old and that's just not stuff that you hear in school. And I think that there are some university professors and whatnot who, who do have a lot of experience in business yeah. and then they kind of want to nurture the next generation of entrepreneurs and business minded people. So they will go to somewhere like university or the government and help through these free schemes. It likely it is most of the time they're not. And to be honest with you, I don't actually know where they get there. They probably get their education from university too, to teach at university about mm -hmm. business that they've never set up. And it just doesn't make sense to me. So a lot of my friends have gone to university and they have done meaningful degrees such as economics. I mean, it's important. They're now very successful. I mean, they're in London being a financial analyst, yeah. but I just think there is a lot of job roles that you just don't need to do anything marketing business wise. You just learn on YouTube, just save yourself the money. Yeah. I'm a massive believer through learning through mistake. And yes, it's wonderful that you can go to TikTok and learn about Amazon FBA, but yeah. you don't actually learn about Amazon FBA until you do Amazon FBA. And I know this because I'm actually doing it myself now. I mean, obviously I said, I've spoken to Jack, very knowledgeable young man, very successful at the age of years very smart very smart but you go to amazon after watching a couple of videos and you think ah this i didn't know this i didn't know that so then when people speak about i mean there's a lot of negative people on on tiktok as well um there was a gentleman who just speaks absolute ramble um but i do agree in in cons in, con uh, in consultations and and stuff like this and this actually relates also very relevantly to what i'm doing Okay. If you're, if you're only ever in a position with apps, I mean, come to someone like me or someone who's done something similar to me. I'm not saying I'm going to charge anything because right now, I mean, I just want to help people. When I was 16, 17, 18, I didn't even know where to start. And that's just something I want to offer at the moment. I'm not, do you mean one of these multi-billion pounds investors or founders who has had, do you mean, mass, mass success? We are still very early doors in what we're doing. We are getting some very good traction, but I have learned a lot and I'm not saying I know everything, but if someone wants to come to me and ask for my opinion and give it to them and they decide to take that or not take it, then that's their prerogative to do. But I just think speaking to as many people as possible is extremely important who are experts in their relevant fields because there are always, always things behind the scenes that you're like, ah, 
that's why this is like that. It's probably the same thing as trading, you know? I mean, you kind of do it and you think that sounds too good to be true. And then you quickly realize why 94% of people fail and only 6% of people actually make money from it because it's not all that is cracked up to be in terms of ease. It's hard. Everything's hard. I mean, totally. From the point of universities, you spoke about how I can, I can literally agree with each and every word you said because, well, computer science is different to feel, but the point which I agree the most is that even I don't A-level business and the teacher who was teaching A-level business literally never in her life has started a business. So learning from a person who has never done business, how are you actually learning anything? Like the, and the second part I agree the most is until you don't do it, you don't know. Like, especially the example you gave Amazon FBA. So I, I watched Jack. Jack is an amazing guy. I speak to him, everything, right? I yeah. watched YouTube videos on how to do Amazon FBA. As soon as I started doing it, it's like a maze. It's like a whole yes. different world. So I'm like, okay, now this is where the real thing. Now, this is where most people fail to do. And <clears> that is the reason why most people don't succeed. But um, I can't agree with each and everything you have said especially about helping people as well. Like I make TikToks, YouTube videos and everything. But the one thing in my kind of work ethic is that I only want to speak about things which I have done. I don't want to speak, let's say, I don't want to speak about, oh, this is how you sell on Amazon FBA if I have never done Amazon FBA because I don't want people to take advice from a person who has never done Amazon FBA and I'm just giving bollocks advice. Like, as you said, there are so many people out there on TikTok we were probably mm. speaking about how to build an app or how to create an app or how to advertise an app when they have never actually made an app or done anything relevant to that. So that's why like, it's, it's really important to know who you're taking your advice from. People who's listening right now, whatever Connor's saying right now, it's just, just take each and every word in your ear and just make sure you listen. Because this is the thing. He's so transparent in terms of the app cost. And like you as a young entrepreneur will need to know these things because social media, as you said, has made entrepreneurship look so fancy that people think it's just driving a car around like places and you're making money while you're in a different country. You're just sitting down. Yes, it's possible, but it takes a lot of hard work in the start and which yeah. is not shown and which is what most people get into because they think it's quick money and then they fail and that's where the bad reputation for entrepreneurship as well as some fields come up. So it's, it's, it's really, really makes sense about whatever all you're saying. And talking about failures, like, as you said, you had a rough journey in terms of like, like you had a few failures. Like, what was the point where you had a failure and what motivated you to keep going? Um, I think, and this is something that you would never have heard of, or Jack has never heard of before either, but I had a real tough time with my mental health last year. And I come back from uh, Australia. I was held at knife point over there. Um, I broke up with my ex. It was kind of everything happened at the same time. And it kind of really affected me. And I suppose what come out of it is like, I just see myself now as a 20 year old, 24 year old young man who's got absolutely nothing to lose. And I think that's probably the biggest power I could have ever been given because it's so easy with social media to compare yourself to everyone else. I compare myself to Jack. And I'm sure thousands of others do on TikTok as well. I'm like, this smart young man, 19 years old, driving around in a Porsche, Ooh. turning over six figures on Amazon. Like, why couldn't that have been me? What could have I done 
to make that was me. Do you mean I had the drive there? I had the, the mindset. I wanted to do this. Why couldn't it have been me? But it wasn't. And I think people these days think far too much about what could have been rather than just doing now. And I've now come out the other side and yeah, there are people who were billionaires at 23. Mark Zuckerberg, do you mean at my age was, he had nothing to worry about. I mean, he was on his way to IPO and he was super successful, but everyone has their own journey. It's not a race. Some people, do you mean Jeff Bezos become a, a billionaire at 32? Yeah. Before that, he was an investment banker and he was just, I mean, a nine to five skivvy, like, do you mean a lot of us? So I think it's important for people to realize that hard work is something that shouldn't be taken for granted. And there is nothing that doesn't require even a small amount of hard work. These get rich schemes that are so widely advertised don't exist. Yeah. The closest thing to it, but you have to have a brain for one and you have to have, I suppose the willpower to learn about it in the first three, four months is Amazon and Forex. I mean, I think I don't know loads about them and I'm very much in agreement with you. If I don't know what I'm talking about, I won't give an opinion on it unless I say in the beginning, look, I don't really know what I'm talking about too much, but I have dabbled a little bit in Amazon FBA and this is what I've thought so far. So Amazon, do you mean I've been dealing with private label for the past couple of weeks the world's biggest ball ache, which is what I've been told. But once you've got past all of that and you've got your listing up to a level where the keywords are kind of all connected and you've actually found yourself a product that actually sells, which by the sound of things is the hardest thing to do, then it is kind of passive. When it comes to the app side of stuff, forget about it. <laughs> forget about an easy ride. You've got absolutely no chance. Let me tell you now, if you're not willing to put in, an, in, in hard work, and work to mean 10, 12 hours occasionally, don't bother. Definitely. Because these apps like Instagram or Facebook that you hear about that kind of just skyrocket from the get-go, even then, do you mean, you probably don't know the true story. Instagram was never Instagram. Do you mean the picturing aspects or feature was actually a side hustle? Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be, a, I believe, a localized social app oh, wow. meeting people I... I think in a local area and the picture sharing feature was was like a it was like a side hustle it was like the messaging aspect of tiktok and they realized through learning that actually that was the biggest part of the app and they relaunched it they got investment they relaunched it um it's a really interesting story you should definitely look into it if you're listening out um but on that. Airbnbs, exactly. But Airbnbs, there's there's a bunch of ideas out there that you, you mean your kind of household names you all know about, and you just think, oh yeah, they must have just been lucky. Luck doesn't exist. I mean, there's educated luck. People think at the moment that we've been on BBC, we've been featured in App Samurai, we've been in the Daily Star, we've been strangely enough in some random German newspaper. I have no idea how we got there. Wow. <laughs> But I suppose a lot of it's the domino effect. People talk, and if you're on these large publications, BBC Radio 1 or London, which is what we was on last Friday, has a weekly listeners of 469,000. And the thing is, is that people think, ah, lucky bastard, must have just got that good. But I suppose all of the hard work is all over the, that you've done over so many months has then accounted for that one 10 minute slot and people yeah. just see it as the 10 minute slot 
rather than the six months doing the designs and the pitch decks and the roadmaps and making the vision clear to someone else who can then actually think, okay, we're going to get these people on the radio. So that's where, that's where I'm at, I think, with the, with the work ethic. And the biggest problem with social media these days is that people are sold a dream. too much of a dream. And at the same time, it's actually really, really, really hard from a content creator's point of view to make it come across both not in a negative way, but in a way that's informative and actually the truth. Because if you get a minute on TikTok and you ask me to talk about, I mean, I've had asked people, um, what was the question I had the other day? How can I make more money as a 15 year old? And I thought, wow, I was just like, I could speak two hours about this, you know? Yeah. And I think someone else mentioned in my comments, Jimmy and all these other people on TikTok are very generic about all of these things. They're talking about, if I ask about Amazon FBA, they kind of just talk about it from top line. But well, that's for a multiple of reasons. One, most probably because they want you to join the consultation. And two, because you just can't talk in a minute about this. If you ask me to talk about an app in a minute, I've got no chance, no chance at all. So you just got to get yourself out there and just start trying. And there are some things that you are just going to cock up on that you just need to learn as an individual. And if you don't have thick enough skin to learn from it, then leave it. Go and be a nine to five skivvy somewhere else because no one has time for people who can't be bothered, especially when it comes to the level of investors. We're now at a stage where we're getting real. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about, we're prepping to go for our first proper round of funding. Like in, we're talking seven figures. And VCs and angels, I mean, they're, they're normal people, but they've earned their money out of hard work. So they're not going to give it to you for no, nothing or no reason at all. So this is a story for another time, but there is a lot more that they look at than your average 15 or 16 year old probably think that they would look at when you're thinking about businesses. And when you think about setting up your own business, you don't even think about investment. It's like way ahead of the game. You're like, yeah, whatever we'll get. Because when I first set up, I was like, yeah, when we're at that stage, we'll just get a couple of million investment. No worries. Because you, again, read Crunchbase, TechCrunch, basically the, the business newspaper side of TikTok and these other socials we're talking about. Because they just spill all the beans about all of these companies coming out of Silicon Valley and how much money they're making. But it's unrealistic. Silicon Valley is a different kettle of fish. The chances are the VC one of the major partners might know someone it's, again, it's all networking. You're more likely to get investment into a business. If you know someone who works at a major VC, it's as simple as that. But over in London, it's a lot harder. Yeah, definitely. So, <clears throat> but to summarize everything that I've just waffled on about there, put the hard work in. If you're not willing to put the hard work in, forget about it. There's a famous saying that I always live by and it's, you need to be prepared to put a lot of work in with nothing in return for a foreseeable amount of time before you see any results. Before you see any results. And you need to be prepared for that. Yeah. When it comes to Forex and all these are people driving around in Lamborghinis online, they're not their Lamborghinis. They've rented them to make you think that they're rich. So you invest in their, in their Forex schemes. I've actually done it because I wanted to try. And it went exactly as I thought, pear shape. Um, so the guy ended up blocking me because I said, look, just give me my money back. 
And I just wanted to do it to prove that if anyone did ask for my opinion, I've actually got evidence to say, well, look, where have you, where have you backed this up? I'm like, well, I've actually done it. And it was one of the biggest ones. It was a guy that's got, you've probably heard of him. He's got 200 and something thousand followers think, on Instagram, forexsignals.co.uk. Mm, no. He drives around know. in a fluorescent green Lamborghini. He lives in Cheshire. Absolutely wet white. Um, I probably have seen it. I probably have seen once or twice at least in a sponsored advertisement on Instagram, definitely. But it's, it was, it's a waste of time. And yeah. another thing people need to get out of their heads but it's so tough to speak to people about this so openly because it just comes across as so negative. Yeah, definitely. But it's not negative, it's just realistic. There are some people who make it very successful very young, but when you see people driving a nice car, don't let that be your motivator. It's, there's nothing wrong in my eyes with being motivated by money. When I say I want to be a millionaire and people say that's shallow, I'm like, it's not shallow because I do want to be a millionaire, but that's not the reason why I'm aiming to do what I want to do. Money comes as a side effect of success. If I set up Yoke and we set up Kika and they go on to become unicorns worth a billion pounds, I am as a side effect going to be a multimillionaire. It's just the way that it goes. And I'm most probably going to have a nice car and a nice house. But the problem with younger people is they use this as their main form of motivation. I want a Lamborghini, so I'm going to go and do Forex. I want a Lamborghini, so I'm going to go and set up an app. And then you realize pretty soon that it's, not all sweet dreams yeah. because especially from an app point of view, I can't talk about FBA and Forex and all this kind of other stuff, but from an app point of view, you're most probably not going to be at that stage where you can afford a Lamborghini for at least 10 years, five to 10 years, I'd say, because even if we do get up to a level where we're successful enough to get investment, you have investors want to know what you're spending your money on. And if I'm spending a hundred grand a, uh, like a year on salary for me, they'll be like, why do you need that? I'm like, well, I've got bills. I want to go and enjoy myself. You've got absolutely no chance. There's actually a cap. They, I think it's, it's kind of seen as or frowned upon if you kind of go for anything more than 50 grand salary. Okay. So realistically for me and my co-founder, we're probably looking at 30 max 35,000. He's just moving into a house with his girlfriends. And it's tough. I mean, 24 year old guy, I'm looking to move out. I've got bills to pay for phone car, and I'm going to be on 30 grand working 12 hours a day for an app that might not work. And if you can't get that in your head, and I suppose, be willing for that to happen, then I wouldn't bother. It sounds really brutal. But I feel like when it comes to apps, it's, it's a blessing in disguise. But this is the most like transparent, realistic <clears throat> talk which a most aspiring entrepreneur can listen right now because as you spoke about how <coughs> the two apps you have are in the process to build the second one, they can cost up to over 50K. Now, like the risk you're taking, there is no guaranteed that your those apps will succeed. But mm. you know you're going to work your ass off to get that app to as high level as you can. And I keep talking on my TikTok as well. Without any risk, there is no gains. So if you're not willing to take any risk, then just forget about it. And especially even right now when I was recording YouTube videos before this, I was speaking about how there's no hard work. There is nothing. Like people, like I can go on and on and on tell, tell people like, all right, go on Gumtree, get items for free, sell on eBay. 
people are not going to do it because they don't want to take their butt off the couch and go to someone's house to get that item for free and then sell it off. People are not going to do that. So I, this podcast, it has been like the amount of gems you have put in this podcast is just insane. Like, thank you, man. I was, I was going to share and like one advice for teenagers, but you have literally given like 10 amazing pieces of advices throughout this podcast. And you say that you're waffling. Maybe for you, you're waffling, but for me or people who are listening, this is like good amount of value. Like, I don't know if people are even going to be listening until now, but there is, if, if this podcast can even reach to two, three, four, five people till this minute, I mean, that person's mindset will reach to another level. Like even if they don't read books or anything like that, it reached another mindset. So guys, if you haven't, or if you have an iOS or Apple, I'm soon moving to Apple. I have an Android. I regret. I don't like it. <laughs> but as soon as I get an Apple phone, which will be iPhone 12 probably now. But um, if you have the app, then go um, the phone, then go get Kika. I'm telling you, it will be really, really useful because now the lockdown measurements are being released. And when you go on the tube, it is really important to be safe. And this app is literally going to be a lifesaver. All you do is put in your house and you will, it will literally tell you the amount of people which are on the tube station or like on tube. It's just mad. The idea is incredible. And uh, when Yog does come out, I will obviously put it on my Instagram story so you can check that out, especially most of you guys who are listening are in the age of between 13 to 17 or 18. So your students, this app will help you a lot. So Connor, Thank you so, so much for joining us. And um, I can't, I can't literally get enough of the amount of gems you have released in this podcast. So thank you once again, guys, if you don't follow Connor on his TikTok, Instagram, or all his social medias, I will link it right now on the screen, as well as in the description. I will link the apps in the description box below as well. Go check it out. Go show some love. Check it out. If you enjoy it, like this is the thing I always tell I'm not going to tell you to go and give him a five-star review. Like, go check it out. I'm telling you, you're going to you're gonna love it and you're going to give it a five-star. That's how good the app is. The design is amazing, as I keep saying. So thank you so much, guys. Uh, if you're still listening, keep, keep hustling. Have an amazing day. Take care and peace.